We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is a Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Sobriety, community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. Hey, yay! Witcha, witcha, <laughs> and all that other good stuff that we always usually usually say. Uh, hey, what's up, man? This is JCB, your favorite Indian, coming to you live via digital recording from the Unspoken Words Podcast Studio, and you are listening to Unspoken Words, episode sixty-six. Get your kicks on Route 66. That's right. And uh, I don't know if you noticed, but we seem to have a, a few Indians short of a an, a whole powwow here. So um, so a couple of uh, these other two. I mean, okay, so I'm in here by myself, all right? So um, hopefully, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not completely alone. But uh, yeah, so these are... Yeah, the other guy's uh, Randy. He's out of state. He went to go watch his daughter box. Hey, good luck out there. Uh, and Josiah is out on his way to a basketball game to watch his son play. So they couldn't make it in here this evening, so we're going to do it a little bit differently. Um, I'm holding it down. I got perfect attendance. I couldn't I couldn't give that up for nothing. So anyway, uh, I'm the only uh, Well, I'm not going to say I'm the only one that knows how to work the board. I'm pretty sure they know how to do it. I just don't trust them, but that's between me and you. So, that being said, uh, what I'm going to do is we are going to call them and get them on line and then get their thoughts and all that other good stuff on uh, our topic tonight, which is going to be step two of walking the red road. Uh, Keeping with the theme, we're going to do all 12 steps throughout the year. 12 months, 12 steps, one year. Makes sense to me, I guess, if you can count. Now, um, but yeah, like I said, uh, I'm in here by myself. Um, hopefully, <laughs> I don't get too carried away because, uh, you know, they, they this might be the last time they leave me in here by myself to record an episode like this because, you know, left to my own devices, I kind of have a tendency to go off the deep end, but... We'll try to hold it down. I'm going to try to keep it, you know, PG-13. And uh, let's see. I'd say we could do an icebreaker, but I don't see anybody, you know. uh, Does anybody in here feel like doing a good old icebreaker? Well, I guess it's just me. So. Uh, my icebreaker was that I drank a can of um, energy drinks, so I'm good to go, man. And without further ado, I guess I shall try to get these guys on the horn. So with that, we will now pause uh, for for a word from our sponsors. So I managed to get him on the line. You are now speaking live and direct to Mr. Josiah Mo Faya, the street chief messiah, Mr. Hey, Mo Hugs. Uh-huh. All right, all right, all right, all right. It's good to be live on Unspoken Words. Such an honor and privilege. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so, yeah, um, I, already, I already gave him the breakdown about how you're on your way to go watch your son's basketball game, which is why. Yeah, I, and I wouldn't be back. Yeah, I wouldn't be back till late. So, hey, man, thank you. Big ups to your favorite Indian for stepping up, getting into the studio and making sure that we can get this episode out tonight. Well, pretty you know, cool, pretty cool. Here at Unspoken Words, we take this very seriously and we will find a way. Yes, sir. It's been it's been a lot of texting, some phone calls, uh, a little bit more texting to try to figure out what we're gonna do. But yeah, it's good, and I'm I'm thankful for you, Mister Favorite Indian Man, for defeating COVID and for oh, facilitating yeah. this today. <laughs> I, I I forgot to mention that too because while I'm sitting, well, nothing's changed because I talk to myself anyway. But I'm trying yeah, to. I'm yeah, try, yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to envision, you know, our listeners out there. But uh, yeah, I forgot to mention that that I tested negative today. Yeah. So, uh, only and I was fully vaccinated and I had the booster, but there was at least a good, I'd say, twelve to eighteen hour period there Saturday night, Sunday morning, where man, I thought uh, this sucks. So uh, I I could only imagine how much more worse it would have been had I not been vaccinated. Uh, and don't want don't uh, even don't even want to think about it. Yeah. Well, but no, I was there. I was there when I was, when I wasn't vaccinated. Man, that was horrible. Uh, that that was like right at the uh, get go too, huh? Yeah, right there, twenty twenty, right at uh, baby Jesus' birthday. <laughs> wasn't that still in nineteen? Or no? No, that was twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are we talking about today? Okay, today, well, <laughs> all right, today our topic in, um, oh, shoot, shall I do the, the intro topic thing? So now. Step two, right? Uh, yeah. Ayo, let's get into our topic. Ayo, you hear that? let's get into yeah, our yeah, topic. I can hear well, I don't think the listeners can because we're talking over it. But hey, uh, policies are policies, and, and 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 things just have to go the way they have to go. So, yeah. Anyway, so today our topic is going to be step two of the the um, walking the red road. Um, like I said, well, Brady. <laughs> well, well, what did you say? Well, Brady. Oh, thank you. You well, Brady, with you too. <laughs> I just couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I think. And also with you. We. Oh, yeah. That's. A, hey, it's been a while. I haven't been to church in a while. Anyway, I think we got it. So yeah, step two, and what I got here in front of me is step two was, well, it has hope right at the top, but we came yeah. to step two is we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could help re, help us regain control. Step two is about realizing that there is hope, no matter how miserable we are. God can help us, but we have got to do our part. We have got to do the work. Our thinking controls the course of our lives. The Creator has gifted us the power of choice, and we live by what we practice thinking. Placing our thinking in line with long-term goals will help us live out our short-term goals. You are what you think. One of our sobriety elders says, 
We move towards and become like that which we think about. Isn't it time to begin thinking about what we are thinking about? Yeah, those are words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. Oh, give me some Lulus. I want some Lulus. You're freaking me out, man. I gotta get a. I gotta get a a sound bite of like a like when I remember when when the old Indian movies when they show the natives out on the plains and then you can hear a hawk or an eagle. Oh yeah, yeah. You look at the hawk and the eagle. That's a hawk cry, actually. Yeah. Eagle makes more of a clucking noise. Like a chicken. Like a clucking noise. Yeah. Like a turkey. Oh. Anyway. Um, yeah, step two, hope. Yeah, I really like that reading from the Red Road to Albrighty book. I, I took a picture of it and sent it out to us on our group text. Um, yeah, just <clears throat> knowing that something greater than myself is out there to help me, uh, I lost sight of that. Huge. I lost sight of that. I lost sight of my creator. I lost sight of my higher power. In my addiction, um, so coming to step two, that was a no-brainer that, you know, I needed to rely on something greater than myself. And one of the, the foundation for my recovery, my foundation for my walk on the red road is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make straight your path. And for me, I hang on to that. I tell myself that. Um, I go through step two periodically, um, if not daily sometimes, knowing that I can't lean on my own understanding. I can't be in charge. I can't be, I can't be the one behind the wheel. Because if I am, I'm going to sabotage everything real fast. Uh, I'll be you drinking before I know it. So I definitely have to remind myself that um, I I can't be in control. I can't be running the show. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I, and I'm in total agreement with that. Um, and, you know, I've, I've told you this a million times before. Like every time, you know, I, I think about something and then a couple of days later I see it or hear somebody else say it. And, yeah. And, and this is one of those things because, um, I mean, you've heard me go off on it several different times about, you know, we have to, you know, be conscious about, you know, how we think, the language we use about ourselves and things like that. And that to, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. And that to me is, you know, this says the exact same thing, right? Mm. Like, like you know, um, the, the, the quote that the elder says was, uh, it's time to begin thinking about what we are thinking about. Yes, sir. You know, and, and I always said, you know, like in my, uh, um, my journey of self-discovery, one of the things that I that I kind of came across was that, you know, essentially we are what we think our thoughts become reality, right? For sure. Everything you look around, everything you can see right now, if you look around, no matter where you are, where you're listening from, what you're doing, everything that you can see started out as a thought, right? Somebody had to think of the vehicle that you're driving. Somebody thought, yep. somebody thought about that, and then it became reality. So that's kind yep. of like the real simple, like the like a like a um, 
like a material type of way, like to think about mm-hmm. it. And yeah. So, and, and so that's, I mean, that to me is one of the hugest things, like, is because I get so s- stuck in my head. Like, I was just not thinking about it today. Like, um, well, with when I got the negative test, I was like, all right, yeah. you know, I, you know, I was, I was happy, but other people were like, oh, thank God, you know, oh, that's good. That's a good sign. And I'll, like, I don't know if I was concerned about it as I should have been. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh-huh. yet, and yet, when there are things that aren't even true, aren't even real, have no basis in reality, those are the things that I freak out about. <laughs> so, like, like on one hand, yeah. I was calm about this thing that was real. And on the other yeah. hand, I get stuck in my head about things that have no basis in reality. And then I start true. freaking out. So, like, mm-hmm. where, are, where are my thoughts? Where, where am I going with this? And that just kind of falls yeah. in line. But it also... You know, um, uh, going back to what you were saying, like, like left to my own devices, I tried it my way. I tried to be in control, yep. and I ended uh-huh. up. <laughs> that sounds so funny. <laughs> That's gonna. Sound, I don't know. It just it just sounds funny because like when I talk, you then you're uh huh. It's real loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost, uh, yeah, yeah. It's almost, it's almost like you're interrupting me or something. <laughs> guy, oh yeah, this guy's being yeah. a, this guy's being a jerk, man. But anyway, <laughs> no, no, I, I I get it. But uh, so yeah, going you know left to my own devices and I trying it my way. It's like man, I I know where I'm gonna end up and I know what I'm gonna do. So it's it's just like a relief, you know, like that weight's just lifted off your shoulders. Like I don't have to do this. Yep, I could just give it up to my higher power and but. At the same time, mm-hmm. there are things that I have to do, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, yeah, just like the second part of that, or the, I think it was right in the middle of that reading was that, yes, okay, now I'm walking the red road. Yes, Creator God has delivered me from the vows of addiction, but there's some work to do. I got to work on myself now with the help of my higher power, but. I got to do the work. I got to go to meetings. I got to go talk to the counselor. I got to sit in group therapy. I got to present my um, timeline. I got to address the trauma that I've been through. I got to restore these relationships that I've destroyed. I got to make sure that I'm mindful of what I'm thinking day in and day out. You know, those type of things, definitely like what, what you're starting to go into that I got to do the work. Exactly. And and I think uh, another important thing too, is that I have to be accountable and responsible for my actions. I can't, I can't, you know, start blaming other people or my circumstances or this, that, and the other, um, because ultimately it was my choice. Um, my, it was that kind of thinking that got me in trouble in the first place. Right. So, yeah, yeah, because like far too long we played victim. Like, if they didn't do this, or if she didn't say that, then I wouldn't have done this. Or yeah, uh, yeah. Nah, if I, it took me right. If 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 I didn't grow up here, or if I didn't hang out with these friends, or you know, just yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the excuses are endless, really. Yeah, for real. Yeah. If so, I would have took state. 
then I wouldn't have ended up like this. <laughs> you would have took state, you would have ended up worse. So, uh, If Coach would have put me in in fourth quarter, I would have hit that buzzer beater. If coach, we would have just been celebrating. If the coach didn't kick me off for drinking. <laughs> True story. Man, was, True that, story. That's a bad one, man. <laughs> True story. I could have carried us to state if he didn't kick me out because I drank. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it goes. But uh, Dang. but yeah, I um, the, and and this this reading is really short, but it just. I don't think it has to be long because it just really no. gets straight to the point. Um, I yep. like, you know, the creator has gifted us the power of choice and we live by what we practice thinking. The power of choice. And uh-huh. and you said, I've heard you say this before too. He's like, I didn't know I could choose something else. Yep. I didn't know I could, you know, uh, because I think the, the going back to the thinking part, it goes into um, those false beliefs, right? Yeah, things, that, sure. things that we thought to be true, and those, that's what we based our decisions on, and that's yep. that's where our our whole uh, mindset came from. In this this type of thinking was based on false beliefs, and so Definitely. and so uh, you know when we were asked uh, what would what advice would you give your younger self, that's one of the things I always I just you know. I would tell myself was challenge have find somebody who's doing good in life and ask them to help you challenge your beliefs because they could be fa- based in falsehoods. Yeah. Most definitely because like that saying you you move toward and become that what you think about is so powerful our mind we can manifest things. Like yeah. We just keep, like, I remember early on recovery, like, I had that fallout with my uh, my sponsor. I was like, I'm going to show him. I'm going to become an expert. I'm going to become an expert on combating addiction. I'm going to educate myself. That's what I kept telling myself because out of that anger, I wanted to channel that into something positive. So I started telling myself, I'm going to become an expert. I'm going to start um I'm going to walk the red road. I'm going to be a success. I start telling myself those things. And then three years later, I'm an addiction counselor. I'm seeing clients. I'm seeing patients. I'm doing group therapy. Um, (laughs) Because early on, early, early on, I got a fire lit under me and I started telling myself those things, you know? Uh, our minds are powerful, man. We are powerful individuals. We we start thinking those positive things, saying that we are going to be these positive things that's going to happen. And we start taking steps towards those things. It's definitely going to happen. And and that's just the way it works, too. Like, um, there's a reason why they have positive affirmations uh, um, and, you know, things that, along those lines. But... Um, I think going back to that whole core belief thing is like, I think a lot of it, the things that we, uh, 
think to be true about ourselves are kind of subconscious right there where we we saw them early on maybe within our yeah. family or maybe within our communities even you know uh um, the media on tv the news whatever the case may be and we yeah. start getting into this whole mindset of i am worthless or i i am just an alcoholic or i'm just a you know i'm dumb i can't do it yeah. and, and even though somebody doesn't explicitly say that we pick up on these things subconsciously. Our subconscious mind is so powerful like that. And that's what I'm saying. You know, we have to challenge that and then start, you know, start uh, rewiring our brains by doing things that you just said, like, yes, I, I can. We are powerful. We are capable. We will succeed. Yeah. You know, using that kind of language, I think it's really important. But it's kind of a hard hump to get over because it seems kind of odd at first. Because yep, it, 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 is. it gives you that, you know, uh, you always talk about that uh, that cognitive dissonance, right? It's just like yep. some, something isn't matching up. But And then uh, I, I think that whole uh, cliche about fake it till you make it too comes into play because when you're doing yeah. something that your brain really doesn't believe to be true, something has to give. And yeah. so your brain's yep. going to be like, okay, well, if you keep doing this, then... I'm just going to change the way I think about it to make it easier on me. Whoa. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So it, it all no, comes definitely, together. Cause like on that note, like one thing that I had to, one of the defeating beliefs that I have that I still battle today is that I'm not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like my biggest defeating belief is that I'm not good enough. And that when that goes unchecked for me. I sabotage everything. Uh, when I'm running the show, that defeating belief comes into full effect, and I start sabotaging everything. I did it countless times in my life. I have something good going, but then that defeating belief was like, "Oh, I'm not good enough for this. I'm not good enough for this job. I'm not good enough to have these clothes. I'm not good enough to have this success." So then I would sabotage and I'd go on a bender and I'd uh, wreck everything in my life. But today I don't have to do that. Like you said earlier, I have the choice to not do that. So when that defeating belief starts trying to creep in, I tell myself I'm good enough. I'm good enough to be on this podcast. I'm good enough to be JC's friend. I'm good enough to be Randy's friend. I'm good enough to drive the car that I drive. I'm good enough to have the job that I have. I tell myself that even now today um because that defeating belief is so deeply rooted in me that i have to i'm probably gonna be battling it for the rest of my life yeah i i can i can relate to that that one right there like i'm not good enough and and you know and for me it just you know uh like i always say i always try to take the past to throw it into the future you know and yeah and and, and, and that's what i do is um like oh well, so I made I made some mistakes and I did some things that I shouldn't have. I hurt people, and so now you got on the one hand this constant reminder hanging over my head that yes, you did this, and yes, you, you can yeah. always you can always go back to where you came from. We can we can do that real quick. So I so yeah. I constantly have to battle that too. Like you try to put labels on me, you try to say I'm this and I'm that, and but. But I don't feel like that, and so ultimately, I have to say bull, because yep. I don't. That's not me. I know that's not yep. true, 
And so yeah. I, I do have, to, I have to do the same thing that you do. That same kind of self talk, like, yeah, I'm good enough to be walking around. I'm good enough to be doing this podcast. I'm good enough to be, you know, um, uh, uh, reaching out and trying to help others. I know, yeah. I know that I have uh, a negative past. Trust yeah. me, I know I was there. But <laughs> I was there. <laughs> yeah, but you yeah. know, so I mean, and having people attack me like that, and so like, I think in in the same way that you did, I use that those kind yeah. of attacks, and then I turn it around mm-hmm. and I twist it. Like, man, I'll show you. I will show yeah. you who I really am. And, and yep. it and it's hard, you know. I struggle. I'm not perfect or anything, but I, I sure not. The, but you're bad. But I am you're a bad, bad man. <laughs> Fuzzy, she's bad. I know. I'm just bad. Isn't it? So, <laughs> wicked bad, bro. No, no, I agree with you, man. Uh, you are definitely worthy. You are worthy for everything that's coming towards you. So, just walk it out. And that's exactly what I was going to say to you, too, is like all those things you said about yourself and more, because that's who I see when I look at you. It's like you are my you're my mentor. You're the one that I even though you're younger than me, even though I can say, oh, well, I got more years than him and blah, blah, blah. No, it doesn't even work like that. You are the one I look up to. You are the one that I follow. So Uh, there it is. And I, yep. And you inspired me too, man. I learned from you. Uh, I learned from you every time we talk. So, man, I wish just you, keep spitting that wisdom. I wish you were here. We can, hug, we can hug it out. Fun. We could have a bro hug. <laughs> <laughs> That's really weird. And go on a mandate. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, need, we need the pod guy so we can have a threesome. Oh, wait, hey, hey. Only if we're going golfing. Only if we're going golfing. Only if we got a tea time. Okay, that, came, we got a tea time. that, that came out wrong, all right? That came out wrong. Uh, yeah, we got a tea time. I'm down for the three. <laughs> hey, you know what? I was just, I just now went over to uh, look at some frames for our that magazine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, um, oh, I remember I was telling you I wanted to do that lion so I stopped off at Goodwill, and sometimes you can find like good picture books with animals and stuff in there. But oh, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, man, I went in there, and there's a golf set in there for five bucks. Was it a nice one? Well, it's not nice, but it's it's probably around about the kind of level you would you would rent if you went over there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But I didn't pick it up, and I oh man, I'm kicking myself. I'm, I think I'm gonna go back. Hopefully, yeah, yeah go pick it up. Oh, I'll give you the five dollars. <laughs> yeah, because I, I right when I was went back there, I just have you know I just kind of made a little quick round, and then I seen the guy put it back there, and I was like, "Whoa, that's a whole set!" Because usually they just yeah. do individual clubs. Then I went and picked yeah. up the bag yeah. and I looked at it and it said five dollars, and I was like, "That can't be real," but <laughs> it's got everything in it. Hey, you better buy it then. Yeah, I think I'll go. Hopefully, it's still there. Hopefully, hopefully. All right, I'm getting into some hills here. I don't know if I'm going to lose service or not, so I better. Um, you still there? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, there's Mo Hugs, not Drugs. I'm on the road right now. Uh, going to go watch my son play, but thank you for tuning in. 
Appreciate you. We love you. You guys are the most important piece. Episode 66. Of this podcast. Episode Order 66. Get your kicks on Route 66. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, bro. Have a good trip. Yep, for sure, man. We'll see you on uh, on the flip side. On the flippity flippity. Yeah, 100. Shinnick. Shinnick. All right, that there was Mr. Josiah Hugs live via digital recording on his way up to Lewistown. I think he's going to. Anyway, oh man, my fingers won't work. It's it's cold in here. I I'm gonna have to complain to management uh, when they get back. Those two, I'm gonna talk to. Them. If you are out there and you would like to make a donation to um, uh, the Unspoken Words podcast. Uh, might I suggest that some firewood, we could use some firewood because it's cold in here. But uh, anyway, let me pause for station identification so that we can try to get Mr. Bear Don't Walk up on the line. And I will holler right back. All right, so we got Mr. Bear Don't Walk, Randy B in the place to be, the Algerian nightmare, Mr. Podgotti himself. Say what's up. Book, book. <laughs> what's up bro <laughs> what up man so uh where were you where are you at are you're in missouri right yes i'm in independence missouri right now as we speak is that next to kansas city yes yes it's in the kansas city metropolitan area hmm. um it's kind of weird it's kind of weird because it's like it's not like a it's not in one bunch kind of is what i'm kind of seeing it's a big area, big area, but all these towns are 10, 15, 20 minutes apart, you know? Uh, so, just, see, but they're uh, just kind of, they're just kind of connected. Does, does that make sense? Like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I guess, <clears throat> remember Lower Road? Yeah. Remember, like, Lower Road? Like, when you go over the overpass and then you hit, like, Lower Road? Uh huh. And then, like, you can head out to, like, um, Laurel. <laughs> Remember the city center? Like, the city center exit, you know, like, the little interchange there? Like, they're all the, like, that's the way that I can explain it. Like, most of these roads here are kind of, like, similar to Laurel Road. Like, the width, they're, like, two lanes. Freeways, mm. um, some, sometimes they get, like, five lanes, but for the most part, like, all these towns are connected by those little roads. <laughs> Similar to the lower road. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it, bro. Like, it's not like a huge, like, like Phoenix or, so, you know, so Minneapolis what, so or. What you're saying is that all roads lead to somewhere else. <laughs> all roads lead. All, ro- all roads connect to these towns. <laughs> and there you have it. That's that's what we call the Randyism. Explained to you. Explained in the way that only Randy can do it. <laughs> and hopefully you understand. <laughs> no. Oh, I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> no, but it, it, it's a nice area, man. It's pretty cool. Like, there's a lot of woods and everything. This is my first time out here, but uh, we're out here for the National Silver Glove Tournament. Nice. Um, and there's, yeah, there's like hundreds of boxers. My daughter's fighting on Saturday morning. Well, she hasn't um, uh, had the match yet? Nah, no, she's the, uh, her, uh, her opponent is some girl named Ari Johnson 
So they're the two in their weight class that have made it. Um, they made it to championship unopposed. Huh. So they'll be fighting. They'll be fighting for the title. Nice. On Saturday, they're the third bout, I believe. Third, second move, and third bout. But yeah, we got to be here every day at like freaking seven. You know, it's like, it's cool. It's cool, man. But I'm just saying like, okay, so we were staying in Grandview at the homie, uh, shout out Leighton North began. We stayed at his house uh, for one night. He invited us over there, man. Awesome hospitality. Um, but then we wanted to go to Kansas city and it was like 20 minutes away, you know? Yeah. And then the event is held in Independence, and we were in Kansas City, and then we had to come to Independence, which is like 20 minutes away. So they're not like one, it's not in one cluster. They're kind of like separate towns, 10 to 15 minutes apart. Mm, that's, that's usually how they work, though. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I guess what I'm used to is like, like I said, like, you know, like the L.A. area or like Phoenix area or Minneapolis, like you could be, like, you don't have to go down like you a highway. To, basically cross the street and you're in a different city, right? Yeah, yeah. It's probably like that here. It's probably just my experience. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's probably like that here, but. For the most part, it's kind of like okay. Well, if you so like, if, we went to the. <clears throat> if you happen to see uh, Patrick Mahomes down there, tell him he's a bum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Just we kidding. were just at a mall. We were at Independence Mall about an hour ago, and uh, there's a store in there called Kansas City Title, or like, it, it they call, sell Kansas City Chiefs stuff, and they're like Title Town or City. Our championship city or something like that is like some kind of weird store, but we're like, man, let's go in there and tell them they're false advertising. Ha. <laughs> it's it's going to be in uh, Cincinnati this year. Yeah, I know. I saw one guy out here with a Cincinnati Bengal hat. One guy. One guy. Still trying to rep, huh? Wow. Yeah. I guess it takes all kinds. So who, who are you looking at in the Super Bowl? I'm uh, personally, I want to see Cincy win just because they like they're like a they're not like a big city, like a big small market market team. Yeah. And plus, you know, they've they've taken a lot of beat downs the last over the years. Yes, absolutely. I get it. I I mean, I'd like to see him win, but I just don't think they will. Yeah, I think I think uh, the Rams are gonna smash them, but I'm, you know what I mean. Yeah. I probably throw but doesn't 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 hurt to root for them, the underdog. I like a good underdog story. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, well, uh, how about we get going with this here topic? Um, I read it once. Did you read it? Do you want me to read it again? I read it, but we can go over it again. Oh, all right. So yeah. I read it with Josiah, and to, to all of you guys out there listening, just bear with me. We'll read it again so we can. Yes. We can. Uh, so there's a there's a level of continuity going here. Um, okay, so step two is about hope. Uh, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could help us re- regain control. 
Step two is about realizing that there is hope, no matter how miserable we are. God can help us, but we have got to do our part. We have got to do the work. Our thinking controls the course of our lives. The Creator has gifted us the power of choice, and we live by what we practice thinking. Placing our thinking in line with long-term goals will help us live out our short-term goals. You are what you think. One of our sobriety elders says, We move towards and become like that which we think about. Isn't it time to begin thinking about what we are thinking about? And that was the reading that I was sent. And so, yeah, just to get your get your thoughts on that there, Mr. Pod Gotti. Um, ditto. <laughs> no. I agree. I, agree. I said whatever Josiah said. Josiah, no, um, Josiah said, um, I'll wait to hear what Randy has to say. <laughs> oh, he said ditto too. He said no. ditto. No, um, step two. I think they're really, I think for me, like what I get from that is like we have to do our part, right? Yeah. Is that what you were? That that was one of the kind things. Of what, yeah, that was kind of, well, I mean, we started out talking about, uh, you know, a higher power and, you know, us trying to be in control. And we did, yeah. we did go into a lot of the, uh, um, you know, we have to do our part. Like, you can't uh, uh, accept a job offer and then not work, right? Yeah. And then expect <clears throat> to be paid. So, yeah. yeah. And there was a couple other things, too, you know, like um, like I was telling him, one of the things that jumped out at me was something that you guys have heard me say over and over is that, you know, the power of our thoughts, you know, and, and how they manifest into reality. Um, yeah. But a lot of times that they're based in false beliefs. Yeah. So we're kind of basing our decisions on things that aren't even true. Okay. And, 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 and you know, well, I'm... go ahead. Oh, as I say, I'm reading like step two. It's kind of like an overview right now. And it's like, should I read the whole thing? If you want to. I And I, I know it's like the similar thing, but it says we came to believe the power greater in ourselves could restore us to sanity. In step two, we look at our step one unmanageability and we ask ourselves, what is it that we want it to look like in the future? We could call it our hopes. So with these nine areas, what does it look like now and what do I hope it to be? The concept is we move towards and become like that, which we think about. Many of us need to think about new things if we want to change. So we could say step one is looking at our life while it's broken and step two is our life in repair. And I kind of like that um, explanation, just like kind of like what you read. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I'm reminded of, of a verse in the Bible that says, uh, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So we kind of like in step one, we, we come to realize like that alcohol or drugs is, is more powerful than we are. Um, more powerful than we are. Is more powerful than we are. Um, and then we kind of realize, like, okay, like, we're broken, I need help, like, we we surrender ourselves, and then step two is, like, okay, now that you realize that your life is broken and you can't do it on your own, 
what steps are you going to take to get uh, to position yourself in a better place? Like you remove all the hurt, dig all the hurt away, dig all the pain away, dig all that brokenness away. What do you still think about that you don't tell people about? Like what were those dreams and those desires inside that you never let out audibly is kind of like what I get. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like life and repair. So like, I, I think like it's crazy because today is um, February 3rd and yesterday was my seventh year of sobriety. Oh yeah. 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 I forgot. I forgot all about that. My bad. Happy sobriety <clears throat> birthday, bro. Thank you. Because like it, it never hit me, and the only reason why I was reminded was when Josiah sent that to the group chat. Remember, he's like, "Hey, this is your sobriety birthday." Oh yeah. I'm like, "Oh yeah." Like, not that I'm not proud of where I'm at, but it took work to get here, and I'm still not where I want to be. Yeah, yeah. All I know is like, like seven years ago, I was hurt. I was broke. I was like. I didn't know where to turn, but I'm like, God, like, all right, man. I finally, like, I don't want to do it like that, but I can't turn anywhere else. Like, you have to help me. So step two, which was probably more hurtful than step one, you know, like, I think it's easier to take pride in being broken than it is to repair what you lost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because yeah. like, I remember seven years ago when I, I drove myself to treatment, um, I ended up in the hospital that same night and, um, went back to the place and then let me sleep for about a week. Let me regather my strength. But like the whole time, like I kept thinking like, man, I don't want to, I do not want to I don't want to remain in this position forever. Mm-hmm. And man, I remember times like there were times where I thought about quitting. There were times where I didn't want to continue forth. But as I put one, like kept waking up every morning and, and really kept pushing, like, because I had lost everything at this point. Like I didn't have a family. I didn't have, anything like my daughter wasn't a part of my life i didn't have a job i didn't have uh, the house that i bought it was a trailer house actually went up for auction while i was in treatment um the only thing that i had was my vehicle and but when i think about it like man i'm so glad like i didn't leave i'm so glad that i stayed even when i finished my 60-day treatment I extended it for another couple months because I knew that I wasn't ready to come home and face reality. Um, So what I did was prepare internally and I knew like I didn't want to stay in that position. Um, So I kept pushing forth. And even when I came home, man, I started my, like the first job I got was as a dishwasher. And like I had to convince my, not convince, but I had to tell myself every day, like I really had to discipline myself every day. Like 
this is not where I'm going to end up. Like, I'm not always going to be a dishwasher. So that's what motivated me. Uh huh. You know, because I knew that my life was meant for more. Yeah. And then I finally got a job. Like, I got a, started a business. Um, it went for a little while. Um, and then got a different job. Like, but even though I was working, like I had to work on myself on the inside and I'm still not like perfected, but I knew like internally I couldn't stay the same Randy, you know? Yeah. So no matter where I was at, like I took pride in, in like not being who I was before professionally and personally. You know? Yeah. It, it just, I, I think it, yeah, go ahead. I was just, yeah, just, you know, like all, all aspects of your life is like, um, finding the joy in the moment and, and what you're doing rather than, uh, letting your past affect you today. Right. Yeah. So to speak. <clears throat> like I had to, it was hard for me. Because I didn't have a skill set. Um, like, I didn't have a skill set. I It was hard to find, like, living. Like, so it was hard. It was like backbreaking work for cheap money. For little money, yeah. Yeah, for little, not cheap money, like little money and I learned to appreciate like what I had like I remember like when me and my daughter like branched out and we got an apartment like because I was a violent offender I couldn't just rent anywhere Mm -hmm. my choices are very limited and and um man like God I seen God move and even though we lived in like subpar housing like the guy gave us a two bedroom and my daughter, like, she never knew. Like, she, like, she never knew the struggle. But I appreciate it. Like, man, I learned to appreciate like what I had because of my hard work. Because of me continuing to go to work when it wasn't easy. Yeah. You know, because I continued. Like, I'm like, man, like I'm raising a daughter and I, I can't quit. Like, she's leaning on me. Like, she doesn't even know. Like, to her. Like, we have everything, like, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, she didn't have to worry about her food. Like, she did like, every parent does. Like, every parent's like that, you know? Like, I would hope. Um, but it, what it did, like, was instill in me, like, discipline. Like, I couldn't call out from work when I wanted to, you know? I couldn't, um... I really had to learn how to be an adult. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense. Adulting is tough. Yeah, like I, that's the only way that I can explain like step two for me is like step two is about adulting for me. Mm-hmm. Learning to do those things that all these normal people are doing. You know? Yeah, and, and I... uh Going back to what I said in the past is for people who don't struggle with 
addiction and, and, and mental health issues and things like that, that it's not a big deal to them because that's just what they do. But for people like you and I, Josiah, and you know, a lot of our listeners that it's a huge step because it's not what we did. It's we, we, we took a different path. We, I think like for me personally, I always wanted to find the, the easier, softer way, as it is said in the room. Right. So I, 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 I mean, I would do just enough but that would only uh, predicate the the fact that um, my my ultimate goal, which was to use and abuse more, yeah, and, and so and, he, and 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 that in itself was a crutch too, because that that kept me from feeling and, and from de- feeling yeah. and dealing, as Josiah would say, and so really it was just kind of like this vicious cycle, and then. When I take those things out of it, and then what am I left with? I realize, man, I, I, I have a lot of work to do, and that's and that's kind of it's a daunting thing at first because if you're not used to it, then you know it, it can seem somewhat overwhelming. But I think it, it, you you kind of hit on a really important point: is like every day you got up and said the same thing every day, like, okay, I got to do this. Or this is what, or as Josiah would say, I get to do this, but you know these are the things that we have to do in order to succeed. And then before you know it, you know you're moving on to the next level, because and yeah. you, and you know you you're gonna know this more than I do, but I know the Bible says something about you know entrusting us with gifts, but how can we be trusted with something with something large if we cannot take care of something that's small, right? Yes, the Bible says, uh, "Despise not the day of small beginnings." Exactly. So, I, I I think it, and and like you know, I mean, we we know everybody that's been through, they know that the struggle is real, right? The the yeah. But it and and for me, the the, the second step it has an important point is the fact that I don't have to do this on my own. Not only do I have the Creator, my God our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to help me, but he also, they send physical manifestations of that, and to me, part of that is you and Josiah, right? It's like you you are physical manifestations of the power of God, that you guys came into my life, that you're walking with me, and you encourage me, and you listen to me, and you help me out when I'm kind of down. And Oh, and I got to give a shout-out to you guys for bringing me water when I was... In self isolation, many things. Oh, but um, yeah. But but you know, it's, I mean, that's just a small part of it. So, like, I I don't have to be by myself the way I thought I was. I thought I was the only one. I thought you know, it's just me going through this, or nobody would no understand, or nobody would <laughs> care, or you know, and then nobody come, understands what I'm going through. Nobody, <laughs> nobody knows what it's like to be me. Man, I'm all alone. I'm all alone. <laughs> One is the loneliest number. <laughs> and then that's, I'd say, <laughs> and, and, and hey, there's a perfect example of it right now. I'm sitting in the studio right now. I am by myself, but I am not alone. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I can just, I, I just got done talking to Josiah. Now I'm talking to you. You're all the way over there in Missouri. All the way in Missouri. Yes, sir. And that's 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 what it is for me. Is like something up, something outside of myself can help me 
achieve the things that I need to achieve. Of course, we all have to put in the work. We all have to do that thing that is required of us each day, but it doesn't have to be, we don't have to white knuckle it. We don't have to struggle. We don't have to be alone. Yes. Man, I think like, like when you're saying that, like about discipline and about like adulting, and I'm reminded of like seven years ago when I first got sober. At first I got sober because I had to. Yeah. But somewhere along the way I started recovery. Yeah. I started working on myself. I started working on my mental health. I started and I and I know like I'm not a perfect person. Um but as the more I worked on myself, the more my relationship with my family members and other members of society got rather than poor me, poor me, like now I was able to put, you know, put things together and, and things have just kind of gotten better and better um, to now like coming out to Independence, Missouri. Like I got a whole, like me and my daughter have a whole community of support behind us. Mm-hmm. Whereas seven years ago, that wasn't feasible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we could have came out here, but we would have lacked support, emotional and financial and physical. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I wasn't where I, supposed to, I, I was supposed to be as a person. Um. But luckily, my daughter enjoys boxing, and, and she's we've made it to nationals. And, like, I just reminded her, I'm like, man, you know, like, we're doing this because of you. And I reminded her, I said, man, all those days that you didn't want to go to practice, but you went anyway, I was like, all those times when you rather would have stayed and played with your cousins and your friends, but you went anyway, I was like, all those Saturdays that you wouldn't let me relax and you wanted to go to the gym, I said, this is why we're here. I was like, you put in the hard work. Now we're reaping the reward. And my daughter's eight years old, but I try to like tell her like, yo, like the work that you put in, like you're going to have to reap that at, at some point in time. And we can either settle for less or we can get better than what we're used to. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and I, and I, I pray like she gets that understanding before, because my daughter is very like different than I am. I wouldn't even go as far as say that she's spoiled. Like, and I don't say that like in a bad way. Like I, worked my butt off to get there. Um, and, and I only have one child, so it's kind of hard. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have the multiple children. And uh, so it's a little like our our situation is a little different than other single parents. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's able to get what she wants when she wants. Um, good or bad, you know? Mm-hmm. but it's my duty and my job as her father to guide her in the right way 
and just be there for her and, and let her know like what I lacked. She's blessed to have, you know, my, my, when we went out to Boise three weeks ago, we were in Boise and she forgot her fighting shoes. And man, her match was literally in a couple hours. And we found out when we got to the gym, like she went to get ready and she didn't have her shoes. I'm like, oh man, I was so mad. Dude, we Googled the closest mall and we drove to the mall, went into the sporting goods store and grabbed some shoes, wrestling shoes. She won that night. Um, it was an exhibition fight, but she won. And when we got to Kansas City two days ago, the coach, one of the coaches, like, called me. He's like, hey, we got Adriel's shoe. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, we got Adriel's other shoe. And I looked. <laughs> and I'm like, man, like, I was so mad. So we had to talk. I'm like, hey, we're about a thousand miles from home. Like, we can't just go pick up and and do that so we talked and talked and talked and today i uh there's ringside here they have a store here and and um they're in the facility at the hotel they got like a makeshift like a pop-up store here and they brought all their stuff and and luckily they had one more size three left (laughs) (laughs) and it was white so we bought her some boxing shoes and man really like bother everything that she needs first of all that wouldn't have been possible without the community of support but also like she we were able to like as a family like bless her you know what i mean because of her hard work yeah and i wanted like to be appreciative of it rather than like be like oh i'm entitled i deserve this i deserve but what I the reason why I tell you all that is like I want her to connect like her hard work, her doing three hundred um back dips, three hundred sit ups, three hundred crunches, like three like three hundred like you know what I mean? Like all the burpees, like all the training that she does, like I, I want her to connect that with like her success. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, in order for her to get the title on Saturday, like, she has to come in on her A game. Like, she has to stick with the game plan. Like, she has to be there and be on point. You know, but it, it, it it's a little too late to start on Saturday to prepare. Like, she's prepared for the past two years for this moment. And there were times where she didn't see, and there were times where the vision got muddy. But I pray now she connects the dots and says, this is why I do, I'm doing what I'm doing. And I think, like, in recovery, like, that's what we have to do. Like, the, our, our crunches, our burpees, our back dips, like, all that stuff. Is the not going to the liquor store. 
staying away from old playmates, changing the way you think, changing the way you do things. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because we have a bigger vision and a bigger picture. And and yeah, that that's that's perfect. That is a perfect way to put it. I love it. I love it. We're just gonna have to do this here. <laughs> neck flaps, baby. Yeah, neck flaps, baby. Oh, here's another one for you. Hallelujah. 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 So, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Um, well, I guess. You, we'll, we'll let you go here in a minute. Do you know you got any uh, closing words, closing thoughts, anything for our listeners out there for the week? Because it's going to be a week before we get back in here. Yeah, it's going to be a week, man. It, it, I think, like, man, if it, if it feels like, I guess my word of advice would be, like, if it feels like you don't, if your vision's getting muddy, if, if you forgot about where you're headed or you need a little bit of encouragement or, or like, you know what I mean? A little bit extra push because not every day is perfect. Not everything is gravy. It's just like, man, find that. Play, like find something in yourself to continue to push through because it does get better. And all the hard work that you're doing, like it will pay off in the end. Like you're not doing it for nothing. You're doing it for a purpose. Like you're you're continuing to stay away from the drugs. You're continuing to stay away from the alcohol, staying away from the dope house, staying away from like, not because like you have to, but it's like you want to stay away. You know what I mean? Like find it within yourself, man, and continue to keep pushing. That's what I would say. Don't stop until you're fighting for the championship, baby. Yes, exactly, bro. That's what I would say. Don't stop until you, you're fighting for the title. And it doesn't stop here. Like, this is just her first year of competition. Next year it will be a little bit tougher, you know? But at least, like, she gets a little taste of, of what why she's doing what she's doing. Yeah, and, and I think that's important to remember because I think, like, for me, a lot of times um, I get so lost in, like, oh, man, I have to do this and oh, I got to do that. I get lost in the fact that I've already accomplished a lot, even though this is like quote unquote my first year of competition, right? Like yeah. there's there's so many so many more championships that we are gonna win together, you know, so many things that we're gonna do. And, you know, I I just I mean I get excited and I and um yeah, and I'm sitting here rooting her on, praying for her success and you guys make it back safe. Yes. We will. We'll be back in Sunday, I believe. Late Sunday. Late Sunday, yes, sir. Episode sixty six today. You got any awesome. you got any uh players with sixty six? I don't. I didn't even look it up, bro. Uh, you see, you're slipping. You're slipping. I know, I was in there watching <laughs> these fights because they got three they got three rings set up and everything. That's cool though. Yeah, it is really cool, man. But like you know, yeah, like Josiah said, man, take it all in. You guys experience everything and be in the moment. Yes, sir. That's pretty cool. 
You're going to have to. But all right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I was like, that was an awkward silence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, we're gonna have to like, we're gonna have to take take the, we're we're gonna have to take it all and and really, uh, yeah, take it all in. It, it's definitely an experience. I've never been around this many boxers, this many coaches. I've never been in any of this uh, arena, and it's just awesome, you know. You gotta so play we're definitely that. in second, man. We're taking it all in and play the Rocky really theme. Enjoying the experience. Play the Rocky theme and then play that one song they play at the end of uh, Karate Kid. We're gonna have to. You're the best <laughs> around. We'll, we'll play it all the way back to Montana. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, man. All right, so we will let you go. Thank you for joining us today via. Uh, the, the through the um, wonders of modern technology, we were able to get this one done. We told, uh, I was telling Josiah, you know, we're unspoken words. We will find a way to get these episodes yeah, out. Absolutely. We got to make it work, man. You bet yes. All right. So, uh, yeah, have a good uh, rest of your trip. Good luck to your daughter and keep us posted and try to get yeah. as many pictures and videos as you can. Absolutely. All right, bro. I'll, I'll I'll let you go. Yep. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Shunuk. Yep. Later. And that was Mr. Randy Walk, a.k.a. the Pod Gotti, a.k.a. the Algerian Nightmare, uh, a.k.a. the host of The Vague Show. And me, I am your favorite Indian. Um, so, yeah, that... That's gonna start, you know, concluding our um, episode on step two. And uh, I thought it was a pretty. I mean, hey, man, we 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 ran into some scheduling difficulties, but we worked it out. I mean, I just got off of COVID, so I just got off of uh, quarantine today. Um, and to all those out there, hey to each his own but my advice my personal advice is if you haven't been vaccinated please go get vaccinated if you've been vaccinated haven't got the booster go get the booster um again that's just my own thoughts you know to each his own my thoughts and prayers are out there to all of you who have lost loved ones and who are experiencing their uh if if you're just now getting going through it or have been through it but yeah um Anyway, so I guess with that, it's really, really cold in here. So this is going to be one of our shorter episodes um, only because <laughs> it's just me in here. And, hey, who wants to sit and sit here for another half hour and listen to me talk to myself? If you wanted to do that, you could just ride along with me in my car during the day. And you'd have enough of me by the end of the day. So with that, I guess we will just sign off. Thank you to all of our listeners out there, to all of uh, the people that support us, to all of those who are offering feedback, uh, suggestions. Uh, don't be afraid to to uh, hit us up on, on our uh, social media, um, Facebook page. Uh, email us if, if, if you've got any ideas, any suggestions, any critiques, 
any uh, ideas for future episodes. Uh, Josiah also um, put out a open invitation for any of your poetry, or maybe even like a short essay or any kind of words you would like you'd like for us to share to all of our listeners. If you don't want to leave your name, that's fine. We can always, you know, um, present it as anonymous. Just let us know. We're not going to say, oh, we got this email from such and such. No, we'll just say, well, we got this from a listener and they wish to remain anonymous, but here it is. You know, however you want to do it, we appreciate all of you. We love all of you. Thoughts and prayers to all of you guys. Uh, don't, you know, um, hey, we are just like you. And, you know, uh, yeah, with that, I mean, I'll, I'll just let you go because I'm going to start rambling. So with that, I just want to say peace out. We'll catch you next week. Aho! What's up, Holler at your boy? This is your favorite Indian, JCB. Hey, yo, it's Randy B, a.k.a. Pagotti. Yo, Josiah Mofaya, a.k.a. Mo Hugs Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace!